Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC Global Podcast. This is our take on government contracting and small business success with interviews from top experts and the people that make the industry move. Today's episode features Chalkbox Creative, the design agency that led our rebrand. Join us as we discuss marketing for small businesses. Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC podcast. Today I'm speaking with Josh Heisengay and Adam Taylor from Chalkbox Studio, a design agency in Seattle. I also have our marketing representative, Margie Higgins, here with us today. I am very excited to announce, I think almost inordinately so, and maybe a little scary as to why I'm or how I'm so excited about this, but I'm very excited to announce our new rebranding from our name to our logo, to our website, to our swag, which also makes me extremely happy that I'm drinking out of our brand new Yeti mugs. We are, as a firm that is emerging out of small business status and into the not small status, the medium-sized business, we realized that we really needed a revamp. And we really needed to look like the firm that we were emerging into rather than the the effective, good small business that we had been for the last 15 years. So we found Josh and Adam from Chalkbox Studio, and I'll explain in a, in a little bit how we found them. But I wanted to introduce both Josh and Adam, who are from our creative agency that led the design and development of the new logo and the new website. Welcome, Josh and Adam. Can you tell us a little bit about Chalkbox Studio? Sure. Uh, Thanks, Lauren. Uh, Chalkbox has been around since 2004, and we've been helping clients with identities like yours, uh, websites, all sorts of printed material and events in that time. We work with people just like you, consulting firms. We work with law firms. We work with manufacturers, schools, builders, financial services, and all sorts of other clients. Chalkbox started as a reaction to designing in a corporate environment where I worked for the same client every hour of every day. Mm. Now we have variety and we have different people we get to work with and talk talk with. Uh, we solve different problems for all those different people. And that's much more interesting and it keeps our skills in shape. Uh, it also means that we get to choose who we serve, mainly good people doing good work and people who we want to see succeed. That's pretty cool. I, you know what? It's funny. We talk about the same stuff in our firm, in, in particular, who we serve for clients and also who we work with in terms of partner firms. We've gotten to the point, and I think you guys have as well, where we get to be a little bit pickier and choosier, even though those are not really words, um, but <laughs> we get to be pickier and choosier about who we work with. It has been a phenomenal experience to work with you throughout this. We found you through our chief management officer, Heidi Snell, who reached out and, and got word of mouth recommendations from some colleagues on a Seattle blog that she follows. She's she's out there in Seattle. We did a massive RFP and competitive review process. I want to say we went through probably 10 or 15 firms to winnow down to the two or to the three, I think it was, that we did RFPs from, and you guys just blew us away, frankly. It's been an extremely solid relationship through the entire development. 
you guys guided us in, in every single aspect of the marketing needs. Can you explain the difference? And, and I clearly did not know this before we ended up with you guys. Can you explain the difference between using a creative agency versus what, what I expected to do was simply a graphic designer to create a new logo? Sure. And first, uh, thank you. That was very nice to hear about the RFP process. We only saw it from our side. We had no idea how that went on your side. You guys were absolutely far and away the, the ones that made the most sense for us. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. Well, as, as far as agency versus graphic designer, there are there are some primary differences and it depends on the size of the agency as well. But as, as a company grows, its needs can become more complex as in your case, uh, an agency, even a very small one and Chalkbox is very small, means that we have a little more infrastructure to handle that kind of complexity. For example, the simple addition of someone managing the project means that the creative staff can do their part without watching the schedule and responding to every email. Alternatively, a freelancer has to wear every single hat. They have to do the schedule, do the email, do the work, do the invoicing, do and, and do that for all of their clients and projects. And it can be harder for them to manage and produce everything. I have lived that and did that at Chalkbox for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I, I do speak from experience. I know it's hard. Adam, I think you had a couple things on this subject as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think that another another benefit of working with an agency is that they can partner with your business for a long time, which helps with design continuity and, and helps to build a strong working relationship. Freelancers are sometimes moonlighting between day jobs and, and they might not be available for your next project. You know, one of our favorite examples of this is a, a private school that we work with in Kirkland, Washington. We've been with them since 2006 and, and now working with them is just so easy. Over the past 14 years, as, as they've grown and grown their campus and their services and everything, Chalkbox has been right there with them. And we've been able to help evolve their visual presence as they've expanded their services at each step. So, so we've been able to build this solid relationship on trust, reliability, communication, and collaboration. And, and we really love working like that. We've already seen that even in the short time that we've been working with you guys, we've seen that being meaningful and useful as we've, you know, ended up having to put, you know, one pager together in the middle of this rebrand. Hey, we're going to need this as soon as the rebrand comes out. Can you guys also do this? And that has been incredibly helpful to, to be able to ask for more than what we originally asked for. And, and you guys you know, have the capacity to handle it and to handle those those kind of really quick turn requests oftentimes. So uh, that's been really helpful to 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 know. So I will I will cop to being probably the the troglodyte, the the old fashioned business owner who doesn't fully rely on tech and doesn't really buy as much into the marketing. I you know, I really felt like particularly in the government space, Frankly, our website didn't matter much. Our customers are not going to the website in my previous mind for anything. They're not allowed to technically during the proposal process, go and check out our website. Anything too fancy was almost a detriment, particularly as a small business, because it looked like you were spending too much. All of these kind of, uh, kind of knee-jerk reactions to branding and marketing Two things kind of stopped me on that. And and then, frankly, 
Margie and Kate, who also works with us uh, doing marketing, also were very good at stopping me in in, in the, my tracks on that. But a good friend of mine is a as a brand manager, marketer, social media expert. Actually, two of my good friends are, are communications professionals, kind of broadly defined. And they both came and did an intervention one day when we were up in D.C. Uh, and sat me down and said, your website is terrible. Your logo is absolutely abysmal. What are you doing and what is your comms plan? And if it had been anyone else, I might have thrown them out, but they were two of my best friends. So I sat and listened and they literally did an intervention about, this is probably a year, year and a half ago, about where our brand was and what it was giving off and what we were saying with our brand, with our marketing, with our social media or lack thereof. And, you know, you, you need to focus on this. And I sat and said, yeah, that's great, but that's not our priority right now. And I kind of pushed it to the side for a little while. Only recently we had someone where we were trying to land them as a business partner, basically as a teaming partner for something. They are a business that is kind of in a target market for us. We wanted to do business with them, particularly because they had a number of contracts that we wanted. They were looking at potentially flipping to us, giving us those those contracts because they had grown out of status. And one of my vice presidents reached out to them and they did some digging and they called him back and they said, honestly, so-and-so, I don't remember who it was, but one of the friends of the firm or one of our experts or one of our senior leaders or whatever gave you the thumbs up, but I wasn't going to call you back because your website is so bad and so out of date. And that was, we were already kind of solidly into the, the website redesign at that point, but it did reinforce to me what that really does do for us, even as a small firm, that the, the website, the branding, the design, the social media, even as a small firm really does matter. And certainly as you grow out of small status, it matters even more. So I will thank Margie because she and and her boss, Kate, guided us through this process and walked us step by step so that we got to the point where we really could do this rebrand. So thank you, Margie. And I will turn it over to you for some of your thoughts about where we were and where we're going. Well, I think it just screamed that now is the time. The firm has changed so much, specifically in the last two years. We're very much used to envisioning the firm as you, Donna and Heidi, the old name, the old logo. Everyone knows it, but no one knows how much it's changed. And that is so important. So then by working with Chalkbox and redesigning all those visual elements, we have the chance to come out and say, hey, look, we look different. We've gotten a lot bigger and a lot stronger, but we still provide that same amazing service. And I'm really just super excited to see the response and how it really does matter to people. Because Lauren, I definitely agree with you. It's government contracting. Everybody knows everybody. We learn about new business through our contacts and through our great work. And I agree, there isn't a huge opportunity for marketing 
But when there is and when we reveal it, it's really going to turn the page on how people view us and how people look at our product in general. It's just going to be a really exciting time. I can't agree more. And, and you know, one of the things I, don't, I remember who it was you or Kate who pointed out, you know, we were doing some some business with I won't name them, but one of the the major strategy consulting firms, the the big, fancy, very, very well-known, brilliant minds, effective, uh, kind of well-known name in, in strategy consulting. And we were doing a pitch deck with them to a potential customer. And frankly, the level of beauty <laughs> in their product really did give you a feeling of competence and confidence in their ability to do this work. Now, their name carried that weight, too, but it, it struck me again, we needed to be close to or, or at that level, even though we didn't have the, you know, the, the full design team in-house, we didn't have, you know, 10 graphics designers uh, working on every slide pit, slide deck pitch, you know, but we still needed something that was scalable, something that was effectively resourced, something that was easy to use and stayed consistent across. And so we were able really to find that in a cost effective manner. I am sure the big consulting firms of the world do this at a much higher level than what we are doing, but I am actually fairly confident what we're doing here can stand up comfortably next to what they do. And the reason is, is because we found Chalkbox who was scaled to the right size for us and who scaled that work and that project to where we needed to be as a mid-sized business. I assume you guys are also able to do that, you know, for different levels of firms with kind of varying price points. And I assume that you guys are able to do that to make that marketing more effective, even for those small firms. Is that a fair statement? I would say yes. Uh, we we don't work only with clients at the scale of WWC. And, and WWC, you're, you, you call a small business moving into midsize, uh, but it's one of the larger firms that we have worked with in this way. So we do work with much smaller businesses and we provide services that that are at the scale they need. And and I think it's uh, one of the interesting things in the early conversations about your project was was that piece about you're moving up and you're working ahead of that. You're moving to midsize. But before you get there, you are doing the work that you need to do so that when you get there, you feel comfortable in that room and at that big at the big table. Uh, rather than trying to catch up later. And at that mid-sized status, you're up against some big, heavy contenders and you have to, you, you, you're just going to get steamrolled if you don't look like you belong there. Yes. Yes. No, no pressure though, or anything. No pressure. <laughs> but, but really that, that guided so much of our work. You know, we, we had things pinned up on the wall. Does this fit? Does this fit? Can this play up here at this level and work? And, uh, and we talked about that with you and all of our in all the review meetings and and you all got that. And that was great. What struck me when I was talking to you or when we were talking to you through this process was that it wasn't just, what do you want your logo to look like? 
It wasn't, you know, what colors do you think you like, which is how we designed our first website was, hey, we really want kind of a take on red, white and blue, but, you know, a little bit more mature than the regular red, white and blue. So maybe it's maroon and a deep blue. And and then I want, you know, the White House incorporated into it. And I loved our original web, our original logo as a very small business. One of my friends designed it for us. And I loved the the second logo. But those things were really about the logo. It wasn't about the feeling that we were trying to get across. It wasn't what our intent was. Like we went through an entire almost psychological profile and we went through rounds of who we were as a firm and what we were trying, you know, what is the feeling of the firm? Who are our competitors? Who, where do we want to be? Where do we, that to me was actually really surprising in, in going through that design phase is a lot of it wasn't about the logo itself. There's a lot of pre-work that you guys do that really is getting your head around much more than just what are you trying to put out there visually? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that, you know, as somebody who who has been working as a designer for the past 10 years and and also um, working as an educator, I, I have this perspective that uh, of, on, on two different perceptions of how the design process works. I, there's that sort of outside perspective that sort of just kind of assumes it's the one thing, right? It's like it's just the logo or it's just the magazine spread or it's it's just the one thing that you're making. But I think for for a process like this and a, and a brand to really be effective, it's it's really about imagining what the future state of, of the company or the client that we're working with is going to be what it needs to be. Um, you know, we like to dive into, into who the audience is, what are the business goals? What, what should things look like in five years, you know, and how does this brand help move you there? How can you sort of communicate your values through your brand to not only your current audience, but, but your, your future clients. And so, you know, we, we take all of that in mind. We, we, we do a lot of research, you know, we're never going to know your company as well as you you do, but that's why we really believe in having a much more open and collaborative process. We, we think that the outcome of our work and, and the outcome of this project in particular is so successful because, you know, WWC Global has just as much of a hand in shaping the outcome as we do as designers. Mm. And, and so looking at that way and working and being open in that process, I think, is really what, what helps us arrive at something that is, you know, a logo is part of your brand, but your brand is, is much more than that. It's the messaging, it's the look, it's the feel, it's knowing who your audience is, and it's knowing where you want to go as a business. And, and we like to help people like you get there. It really was a great process. And frankly, from a leadership perspective, it was a good opportunity for me and for Donna and Heidi, I think as well, to stop and think about some of the stuff that we do think about as leaders. Obviously, we do look at kind of the, the strategic direction of the firm, but this was from a different perspective that that got us thinking about some other stuff too. So it was really helpful as as leaders to go through that process. And I'll tell you, the the brand looked very different in the long run than what we thought when we came to you, I think we had some sketches that ended up being nothing like what we did. And I think for the better of the, of the brand and the rebrand. So I know I've kind of gotten into what the the process was and, and what it looked like. Can you talk us through a little bit of, of the actual process of it so that everyone else, we just lived through it, still living through a little bit of it, 
But can you guys walk us through what that what that process looked like for everyone else to hear about it? Sure. I'll I'll start. The process really got rolling with the creative brief. And that's really what we've been talking about with most of this this last conversation. It's where we take everything that we heard and learned from you and we pack it all into a small document that that helps guide the project. And this piece is really critical. The brief defines the project. It defines the requirements. It defines what success will look like. It helps everyone focus on what the most important aspects are, and it clarifies everything and it inspires the project. And it gets everyone to the same starting line each time we sit down to review work. We started each meeting with a recap of the main points in the brief. Beyond that, Adam, do you want to talk about the the creative process? We've we've hit on some of it already, but maybe you can talk a little more on that. Yeah, absolutely. So so this is something that I can talk about in depth for what would probably be far too long of a time. So um, I'll I'll try to just focus on the parts of the process that we feel are the most important. Um, so we did talk about some of this before, but I'll just go ahead and restate. So the first part of our process when we're working with somebody like WWC Global or anyone else is research. So we we want to gain as much information as possible about WWC Global. Um, you know what your business goals are what you want the future state of your business to look like who your audience is and who your who you want your audience to be in the future and and how you know how we can start moving you there we also conduct a survey of your competitors, both the past and future competitors. Um, and we try and pay really close attention here to how they're communicating visually. Um, you know, what we think is working, what we think isn't working. Um, and we cast a pretty wide net. And then we compare this information with all the information that we have already packed into the creative brief. This is something that really helps us narrow our focus and, and think strategically as we move into the next phase, which is sketching. Both Josh and I are, I, I would sort of identify having also been in, in the education system for a little while, um, kind of old guard design philosophy, but I think it's still very value. we, we valuable. We, uh, we start with sketching and, and we start with research. And, and these are argu- arguably probably the most important phases of, of any project. So the information that we gather during the research phase in combination with the creative brief serves as a foundation for any sketching we do. And we like to work this way because it helps us generate as many ideas as possible and we stay fast and we stay loose. And it also allows us to kind of move beyond any sort of cliche solutions that might be rolling around in our brains and, and kind of help us get to the more substantial and interesting concepts. So after we after we finished this first round of sketching, you know, we met with WWC Global and and presented both the findings of our research along with the stack of sketches we generated, even the ideas that we weren't super excited about. Um, we do this because we we wanted to be transparent with our thought process and also make sure that we're on point. And we also, uh, as stated before, really believe in a collaborative process. The client feedback, the conversation, and participation has real meaningful effect on the outcome and success of the work. Um, so we present work at this phase knowing what directions we believe have the most potential. We do actively advocate for those ideas at this initial meeting, but but we do have open conversations about why, why we think these are the best directions. And we listen to the client as they share their ideas and thoughts and, and help guide the work. And I do 
do have to say right here that we were very impressed with uh, WWC Global's leadership and marketing team during this meeting. Um, you communicated with each other so effectively and were so open to our ideas. So we didn't really have to spend too much time steering you away from ideas that we felt less strongly about. You, you kind of did that yourselves, and this really doesn't usually happen. We've got very strong opinions in this firm. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and, and I'm sure Margie, you can give them their, you know, their their bribe afterwards. But <laughs> you know, it, it really, it it was easy to work with you guys, and I'm I'm glad to hear that it was easy for you guys to work with us as well. That's great. One yeah, of the things, absolutely. one of the things I loved about your process, because I know this is always hard. I've been on the agency side and now I'm on the in-house side is understanding timelines. People want to see that visual immediately. And you did a great job setting up with us. It's going to take this amount of time. This is when you're going to see this. And it was just really well led is what I appreciated, too, because we want to see it immediately. <laughs> I, I think I drove Margie fairly crazy about that, but uh, she at least con controlled it so that you guys didn't hear it. But, but no, that, that process and that iterative, the, those, and we did it a couple of times where, where we, we saw that and it might've just stolen your thunder, but, but that really was useful and got us to a comfort level with where we got to, because we saw where we had come from and where we were going and where we got to through this kind of creative process. And I am about the most uncreative person. Uh, so seeing that process and seeing it play out was actually really useful to me as someone who doesn't think this way. It really was helpful to see your design thinking through this. So I appreciated that. Yeah, of course. You know, we, like I said, we, we do believe in that collaboration, you know, not, not only because we think that the outcome of the work will be better, but it's also useful to have some ownership and really understand mm -hmm. how the mark got there. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a tendency uh, with some designers to sort of, you know, after they have the creative brief and after they've maybe done some initial sketches and research to kind of disappear into the black mystery box of design and then come back out with like a few ideas and say, well, this is it, which, you know, might might work for some people, but it doesn't really give you that opportunity to feel like, yes, like this brand is mine. I helped shape it. I know how it got here. I know why it got here. This all right. makes sense. Right. Right. I do find it interesting that you guys knew going into the meeting which one you liked, but yet you let it us make the decision. Did we actually make the right decision? I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a loaded question, but did we make the decision that you did we go in the way that you thought that we sh like not not a loaded question for real. Uh, did did we go in the direction you thought we would, or did you hear stuff from us in there that you were like, huh, I hadn't thought of that. Or, you know, I know we talked quite a bit and, and really brainstormed through that, that process. Was that kind of typical? And did you guys hear what you thought you were going to hear? Or did we surprise you? I think one, one benefit of, of showing you things as sketches is that as clients, you get to think about the concept rather than the visual execution so much yeah. um, because it's, it's rough, you know, Oh, I could see where that might go. And that, that feels like it could work. And we, I think showed a handful of different sketched concepts in that first meeting. And that what, what you have, what, what the world will see soon is not exactly any one of those. There were right. some different things that we 
that we showed you and your comments, um, some of some of the people on your team saw things in there that we hadn't noticed. So some some concepts were immediately cut, which is always really important. And uh, and then your comments and the, the decisions you did make led our second round of sketching. And we did a second round of sketching for this right. project led us to discover a new idea that uh, came out of all that. And that's really where the logo came from. So it wasn't even in there in the first the first set. It came through the through the work with you. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. So if anyone had come to me when we were small or frankly, even three or four years ago when we were kind of mid-sized small, I would have left in their face to come up with a budget for a marketing plan or kind of a, a substantial logo with a creative process and all of that kind of stuff. I think a lot of firms who are listening are going to look, hear this and go, that that's great. You know, you guys are a whole lot bigger than us. And you got a whole lot bigger budget now. And I certainly remember back to the days when we didn't. So for them who don't have the ability right now to hire a creative agency to support them, what would you say are your top recommendations for just marketing basics? What should a small firm do right now to focus on their marketing? That is a great question, Lauren. I, you know, I could say, just spend the money anyway. Imagine how that one client you get out of it will pay for it. But that's that's not reality. Uh, Chalkbox had a bootstrap phase when we started. Fortunately, this particular part of the work I could I could do myself because right. that was my training. But all the other stuff that I can't do myself was done on the cheap. So we understand how that works. And we understand design can get expensive. The basics that we would recommend today, and I, I hesitate because we have a marketing professional on the call here. So, <laughs> Margie, if if you need to hit the mute button on me, you can do that. But first, first and foremost, we would suggest you focus on visibility and credibility. And visibility means you have a limited you have limited resources. You need to put those in exactly the best places. So where will customers find you and interact with your brand primarily? So find, figure, figure out what that is. And the second piece is credibility. What level of design will your customers need to see to feel okay calling on you? And that's that goes back to your story, Lauren, about the, the, the partner agency saying, oh, I almost didn't, I almost didn't call you because, because of this. And we, we had another client come to us. They were trying to get investment dollars and a big, one of the big banks, a representative did come to the meeting and said, I almost didn't show up today because everything you have looks like garbage. So what level do your customers need to see to feel safe calling on you? If you're opening a preschool, you have a certain level of design that you need to meet. Um, there are probably really good website templates out there that can serve you for a while and at a lower price point. If you're opening a law firm, yeah. uh, you you probably need a, a slightly higher level of design quality, I guess, depending on what kind of law firm you are. Um, but beautifully set type may serve as a logo for a couple of years and come at a lower price point. So there are different solutions at different price points, and you just have to figure out which which level you need to meet in order to, to be on par with your competitors and not lose opportunities simply because they didn't they didn't feel safe calling you. Right. Um, Those are all great points, Josh. Another thing I wanted to bring up is identifying your team's bandwidth, just really being upfront with yourself. If you're going to start 
posting on Facebook every day, can you keep up with that? Can you keep up with press releases? But if you do the minimal amount and work to grow different audiences and different graphic design areas, little by little, you will see a return. So it's more about starting small with what you can do and being just completely consistent with what you have available. Yeah. I, I'm always amazed at how good some of our internal staff, up until, again, very recently, we didn't have uh, even an outsourced graphic designer that we could call on. We really just, there were people who got really, really good at creating graphics in PowerPoint and maybe in like a design pro, but really it was just, Hey, let's throw together something, and it, it it was good enough for what we needed it for for a proposal or or what have you, until it wasn't. And so, and that's when we had to identify what level are we working at now versus what level what level did we work at at the time? And if our competitors are putting together beautifully graphic, beautifully laid out proposals, I, I look at some of the proposals we put out years ago that worked and worked beautifully, they wouldn't stand up the test of time. Now we couldn't put those out and still win those, the bids that we are going after now. We would be fine to win the small bids that we were going after back then where we had the customer relationship and they didn't need to see the graphics. But I look back now and I'm like, I can't believe how amateur this stuff looked as compared to what we do now. But I think that's okay. You have to know what your what level you're supposed to be at and what level you're expected to be at and what level is going to make your your customers comfortable and then resource only to that. But you guys have they, they have the ability to grab you guys for specific things instead of I mean I know we we did the kind of whole kit and caboodle with you and we'll continue to do more of that design stuff with you as we need more of it you know, as, as we grow out our kind of portfolio of design graphics and one pagers and all that kind of stuff, but somebody can pick and choose what they do and what's, what's meaningful to do with you and what's meaningful to do in a house at that point or what they're going to start doing by themselves and what, what they really need from you or from someone like you. Is that a fair statement? Yes, uh, we we do a lot of one-offs. Sometimes we'll do a small project for someone, and then two or three years later, they'll come back because they've taken another step up and they need to change something about that piece or add a piece. I will say that that we we don't get to work with everyone that we'd love to work with. Sometimes the the budget fit just isn't isn't quite there. Right. Um, and and that's okay. And we, we won't sell anyone anything they don't need to pay us for. But there is another another way to get help. And, and I guess that's one of my other marketing tips is to find some help of some kind. Do it yourself is really cheap, but sometimes it looks really cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be a turnoff to a to a client when yours is do it yourself, and your competitor across the street or wherever. It's not do it yourself. Even if they didn't spend very much money, it can look vastly, vastly more credible and believable. So there are freelance designers out there. And we talked about freelancers before, and we don't want to disparage them. There are very talented people out there. And 
the young and talented designers who are out there are looking at, you know, they're looking for that next job and they're looking for projects just like just like yours to build their portfolios. You have to vet them. You have to find somebody whose portfolio matches that level of design that your customers need to see, but they can be a great resource. And, and we'd like to point out that those people have bills, so they need to be paid fairly. Sometimes they can be taken advantage of. That's a really fair point. And, and I'm sure they do get taken advantage of quite often. So yeah, paying, paying fairly, for the work they're doing and not try to nickel and dime them is, is a critical piece to remember. Yeah. Well, this is all incredibly helpful for the, the people who are trying to figure this out. Margie, do you have any other tips from your marketing perspective, as opposed to kind of the, the, the chalk box design uh, perspective? Yeah, I, I completely agree with what Josh says. It helps to talk to people, even if you attend marketing networking events. People love to share advice and things they learned, especially as you get into nitty gritties with Facebook and email lists. Like there are so many different points of marketing that can be impacted. But if you learn a little from every person, it really does help. And I totally agree with Josh, like working with people that are building their portfolio, you never know, they'll grow and you'll grow. And then in a couple of years, you can work together on a bigger project. It happens. We see it happen over and over again. And it's, it's exciting to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is great, guys. I want to thank you again and check out our all of the, the wonderful things that Josh and Adam did for us. Adam, Josh, if, if somebody is inspired by this podcast or by the, the website or the logo design that they see for WWC Global, how do they get to you? They can find us. Well, hello, listeners. Uh, you can find us at, <laughs> at chalkboxstudio.com. Please drop by. Please look around. Please make sure that we meet the level of design that you need. And uh, feel free to send us a note if you have a project you want to discuss or if you just have a question, we're happy to talk with you. And I will I will vouch for the professionalism, the timeliness. I could not believe that we were ahead of schedule at every turn of this and the the outcome that, that they came out with. So huge plug for Josh and Adam uh, and for Chalkbox. We would love for you to go check out our new website. Uh, it's wwcglobal.com. Margie will yell at me if I don't say sign up for our email list. Send us emails. Uh, take a look. Tell us Tell us what you think. We would love to hear from you about our new design or about anything else. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for your efforts in, in our rebranding. And thanks to the listeners for continuing to listen. 